All right, what's up, y'all? Cajun Libertarian here. Here we are again. Let me fix my hat real quick here. It's always backwards on screen. I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian. Uh, thank y'all for joining us again. We have an awesome show tonight. The uh, We'll knock out the announcements real quick and then get right to it. So um, if you haven't joined the Libertarian Party Seafood Caucus, you need to do that now. We are pushing to a 1,000 members in barely over a week so do that seafood caucus for the win no question um we like i said during the spike intro we uh eclipsed our money for tunica in three episodes i was looking for 400 and we are well over that already so anything that you donate tonight will go to the gas and food and then we are also going to be doing a fundraiser drive for canned goods and all of that stuff as well to give to a rehabilitative uh, ministry here in Jackson, Mississippi for that and homeless shelters as well. So there's that. You can find me on Stripe, which is on Clubhouse. We will be dropping the anchor stuff soon. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We got the website up. Um, it's almost complete. I'll give you all that information ASAP. And so I'm very excited. Uh, we have Isabella Riley coming on tonight. She has a huge following. She's incredibly intelligent, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. So with that being said, as we always say, let's bring her on. Isabella, Hello. What's up? Not much. How are you? You said I'm, smart, intelligent. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Women aren't that smart and intelligent, but I appreciate the kind words. Oh, you're very welcome. I think you're playing it down, but that's all right. <laughs> Do you? Well, wait, you're not on Twitter a lot, so you don't see all mm -hmm. my tweets. Yeah, we did just. Them. Yeah, we did just talk about. I have seen several of your tweets, uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm terrible at Twitter. Just in case y'all didn't know, FYI, I'm terrible mm -hmm. at all this. But I have great guests like Isabella. It's so easy. Twitter's like one big group chat. Honestly, it's like one big group chat of people just chatting and people that like each other interact and like each other's tweets. I think it's the most simple. It's by far the most simple platform. Yeah, you were saying that you will literally just tweet like everything that comes to mind, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like I actually just tweeted not too long ago, just a random thought as I'm drinking my my root beer here. So I love I love soda. I drink way too much soda. It's a problem. I drink way more root beer than I do, do water. It's fine. But I was just thinking it's so disgusting. Like if you were to go to a restaurant and you were to order soda, I always have to say no ice because I don't want ice to water down my soda. It's disgusting. So I just tweeted. I'm like, well, I think it's disgusting how people put ice cubes that are just water to water down their other beverages. I just tweeted that. Like that's a random thought it has nothing to do with politics. I just that's an example. I just tweet random things that come to my head. So just do it. If you especially if you're a libertarian podcaster, yeah. you have plenty to bitch about all the time. <laughs> That's true. Uh we'll start with it. I might even tweet this one out just to be combative. I see that you uh held an A and W root beer up there. What is going on in the world? Oh, this is actually not my favorite type of root beer. Actually, my I have a new favorite type, Stewart's. I, it's like a new thing. I've never even heard of it before. But I like barks for like basic, basic bitch, you know, go to a gas station. What kind kind of root beer are you getting? Um, why? What, what kind of root beer do you like? No one likes root beer, so I'm just happy that you like it. I love cream soda too. I go back and forth. Barks root beer, Barks cream soda, and Barks red cream soda are three of my top favorite drinks of all. Red time. cream soda? I've never yep. heard of that. Really? Oh yeah, you gotta try it. Okay, so you like Barks? Too. Barks has more of a kick to it. You know, when you like take a first yeah, sip of soda, and you're kind of like, oh, Barks really kicks you in the throat every time. So that's my favorite part. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's why I like spicy food so much. Malik, I know you're watching. I hope you drink Barks root beer. Maybe we'll have something yeah. in common. Sponsor yeah. Barks. Yeah, sponsor Barks root beer. Uh, the best root beer on the planet. Give me money. I'll so. have to check out their red cream soda. You said. Yeah, there's uh, several different brands of red cream soda, but wow, I'm surprised. The communist cream soda. That's a great analogy. Okay. It's still yummy. Unlike communism, yeah, I was gonna say. that's just very hungry and dead. I'm curious because I never go on Facebook and you don't tweet, so I actually am just realizing that I don't really know. Usually, I have some idea because I see people ranting on Twitter, like where they lean and stuff. So, I have like, are you more of a like right or left leaning libertarian? Okay, so I love this question. 
because I think it has so many layers to it. There's some subjects that I'm very more right-leaning libertarian. There's some subjects that I'm very more left-leaning libertarian. I would say overall, I'm probably mostly centered with a right lean. Yes. Oh, yeah. Same. I'm. I don't like leftists, but yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I just had no idea because I, I've heard right. it's like drawn within the libertarian like Twitter people. I don't even know it because I started Twitter after I think they solved it. But so I don't even know like everyone talks about these woke libertarians. I don't know which one what who they are. I know like Nick something. He was the chairman. Yeah, whatever. He debated Dave Smith. His yeah. name is relevant because I don't remember it, but I don't know who they are. But yeah, okay. So, what issues do you think you align more? Uh, sorry, I'm like interviewing you now. No, no, you're right. good. I will speak when spoken to as a woman. So, <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, I want to get into some of that, but I do want to add. Uh, we were talking, so I find this hilarious that you just text me like you're like, oh my god, I live in New York City, and there's people blasting music in my apartment building. The bass is rattling the walls. And so I had to naturally uh, welcome you to my TED talk about how much I cannot stand your governor and your freaking mayor, who I will stop right there because I'll get in trouble on the Internet. Listen, the worst part about Cuomo, it's not the nursing home deaths. It's not the sexual assault allegations. It's the nipple piercings by far. I'm well, kidding. That's a joke. He has nipple piercings. You I can thought that was a joke. No, I mean, you see them through his shirt. Like, what else are those? Yeah. I, th I, I don't know. I thought it was a joke. I'm thinking to myself, no way this dude has nipple piercings. I was thinking that maybe he did it for some gay pride parade to like pander to, to them. Cause he had like some profile picture a while back of him at a gay pride parades. And I could so see like, you know, the, the woke leftists being like, Oh, here's, I'm going to appeal to the gay people. Let me pierce my nipples and go to a gay pride parade, which he would never want to go to, you know? No, of course not. So no, it's no. like, it's all fake and phony, but I don't know. That was my, that's literally, there's no like basis off that. That's my intuition. I have a weird intuition with things, but I don't have any of that. I came up with that scenario in my head. So I don't know if that's really what happened. Maybe spreading some fake news, but I could picture that happening. I feel no like we're good. We can run yeah. with it. Yeah. So what are your issues? I mean, there's so many issues with Cuomo. I mean, the fact that he, like Fauci now, who's a lot of stuff's coming out about Fauci today, who's writing a book. Yay. Yeah. Freaking Cuomo. I'm like, you're, are you kidding? That Cuomo wrote a book on his leadership role in the, coronavirus pandemic it's yeah. almost as if it's like a satirical skit like the babylon Bee. Yeah. cuomo writes a book on his leadership during but it's like actually happening so it it's crazy i mean it happened i yeah. i saw it at walmart one time i was like there he is mr yeah. nipple piercings yeah yeah i i don't like the dude because uh yeah he just sucks but it's his it's his arrogance that just drives me up the wall and I yeah, just, and, and the arrogance of the media, mainstream media, the corporate press, as Michael Malice has coined that phrase, that they just take cover for him. You know, when his brother Chris Chris Cuomo would have him on the show, they would just like laugh and ha ha ha. It's just it's it's so phony, and these fake journalists pretend like they're the ones holding people in power accountable. When, I mean, I guess you were really on top of Donald Trump, which is good if only you applied the same amount of pressure to Democrats. But yeah, yeah I mean, he, he is so he is the epitome of arrogant, truthfully. Yeah, I, I it, it, look. OK, so I will say I probably had somewhat of a bias against certain politicians. Cuomo's at the helm like no kidding. I get well, Biden hurt. Newsom. Do what? Newsom, too. Newsom seems so slimy. Newsom. Slime yep. like Newsom, he's like a reptile. He's a reptile. I think he's a reptile. He might well, be. Maybe Alex Jones knows more about that. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Newsom. Oh yeah, and then what's her freaking name? Whitmer. Whitmer. Oh, the wicked oh, witch of the West. Like she is. Wait, is that your state? No, no, I'm in Mississippi. Okay, okay, okay. Oh yeah, good, good, good. But yeah, <laughs> the wicked witch. Yeah, those are my top three of politicians that I could start with a. I'll say it. They kicked me off. They kicked me off. I, they, we could start with our, we can, reinstate our, <laughs> we can reinstate our tar and feather uh, policies with those three right there in my personal opinion. Yes. Well, we might use the second amendment to do that, but yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. Those three are definitely the worst. And what's funny is, is de Blasio, he's so bad that Cuomo even like t gets mad at him because de Blasio would be so again, like when all the riots were happening, de Blasio would be so like working against the, 
cops, which I'm not pro-cop, I think that cops definitely abuse their power, but when they are burning, when riots are burning down businesses and stuff and causing mayhem, there is an argument to protect people's private property from these riots, which a lot of these states would not allow you. So they're telling you that cops are the only ones that can protect you and telling their cops that they can't protect your property. And then you're just in this never ending cycle where you're actually not getting what we're supposed to be getting out of the cops. So it's really annoying, but yeah, Cuomo was even annoyed with de Blasio for that. So de Blasio is even more like de Blasio, I think is a self-proclaimed communist. Wow. Have you seen his daughter? No, I haven't. Oh my God. I wish, uh, I don't know if you can, if it's, if you could just look up at any point, um, de Blasio's daughter's mugshot, you will be scared. Like scared. mugshot from jail? Yes. She was, she was, I'm pretty sure she was arrested as a rider. She looks like, she looks kind of like Lori Lightfoot, Ooh. but like on way more drugs. It's very scary. How is that possible? I don't, I don't it's so crazy. It's, a, it, I can't believe it's his daughter. Like, I, I don't know. I wish you, I wish you knew what I was talking about right now. So you could join in and being shocked, but. I'm all, I, I'm shocked. No, you yeah. won't, you don't, you won't understand until you see it. Oh, I'm looking it up in, in just a little bit. Oh, for okay. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. I'll look it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it on air live. I Good. My reaction. Uh, Lightfoot looks like black Beetlejuice to me. Oh my God. My dad says that all the time. Beetlejuice. That's really? what he calls Yes. yes. I swear to God. De Blasio daughter. That's like the second thing that pops up. Oh, is the okay? I didn't know. Wow. He's not racist. Okay, oh, if that's what you're getting at. Mugshot. No, I just didn't know he had a uh, daughter of color. <laughs> you I mean I'm way out of the loop? A birthing person who's his daughter of color. Oh, I was supposed to be politically correct. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, you gotta keep up with the terms. Did you find it? Yes, yes. So scary. That's rough. Like, imagine if this was like Donald Trump's like child, smudge mugshot. Like, imagine like his children are so polished. I mean, they freaking have to be. But imagine like how the media would go after them. I mean, the unequal treatment is insane, which is why you should not even trust a shred of them. Which is something that annoys me. Like, I do. Most of my friends are conservatives and Republicans, and my friends that are conservatives and Republicans, they really can't stand, you know, the Republicans, the weak rhinos that will be weak in their messaging. They won't stand for any principles because they, God forbid, they don't want the New York Times to write something bad about them. They want to try to stay on their good side, even though they still aren't on their good side. It's like you're trying to work with people that hate you no matter what. They're never always. So yeah, CNN and MSNBC likes people like Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney. You want to know why? Because they're working against the Republican Party. So like that's like the biggest indicator for me if Republicans bad is if CNN has them on to talk crap about Republicans and be like, I'm the good Republican that they all hate. Like I much prefer Marjorie Taylor Greene. Not, I don't even know the crazy stuff she said years ago. I haven't even looked into it. I don't care. I care about what she's doing now. I don't care what she posted years ago. I didn't even look into it because I don't even care. I don't even know what it's about. I don't even know. But I, what I like about her and what her and Matt Gates do is they stand up to the leadership in their party. They really did get Liz Cheney to say, like, they were so loud about it. They don't care. Um, I've actually met Matt Gates a couple of times in person and he does not care. Like, he's like, he literally is like, I hate everyone in Congress. They're all like corrupt. I don't like it. Like, they want to shake it down and they, like, they, they hold Kevin McCarthy accountable, who is the leader of their, um, of That's the freaking. Yeah, he's a House Minority Leader. So they're actually, I don't care if she said crazy things a couple of years ago or, you know, they've had controversial stuff in the past. I like that they're willing to stand up against the leadership in their own party for um, what they believe to be American first principles. I like that. I'm, I think the best alliance, which is between, as a libertarian, kind of like the Rothbard and um, Buchanan strategy appealing to populism whereas let's all align and form an alliance against the elite the establishment that i think is a winning message uh yeah yeah i would say every libertarian is on board with going against the establishment that's an easy right. one and that's starting in, in the republican party ever since trump we're rejecting the book they were rejecting the bushes and the cheneys and the establishment you know so and the romneys all these people that i'm gonna matt trump really did transform the party also made it more popular to be anti-war you know, that wasn't really a thing before. And now you hear bring the troops home. The populist Republicans 
don't want to spend our money. My, one of my good friends, Gavin Wax, who's the president of the New York Democrat Republicans Club, he's like, I don't want foreign aid going to any countries. When he talks about the Israeli, like all that, I don't even tweet about that stuff. I don't even care. I literally don't care. I'm like, I don't want to get foreign aid. I don't care what's going on there. That's how I feel. He tweets more about it, but he's like, we should not be giving them a dollar. Anyone. Not just, not Israel singled out or only Israel, no one. And that's a trend in the Republican Party now is they want to keep their resources. If they're going to, I mean, I'm against sending my resource, even my neighbor against my will, but at least they're saying we should not be doing it to other countries. I mean, it just makes no sense. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that's spot on. I actually tweeted about the Israel-Palestine thing. Uh, I can't, I'm not, I'll say it's very similar to yours. Uh, mine is the fact that I can't control what happens over there. There's nothing I can do about what's happening in the Middle East. I've got people that are in my backyard that are, that need help. They need the the help that we're trying to give people from the from the bottom up. So I'm going to focus all my attention on them. And what happens in the Middle East, I hope that I hope that works out. I don't want that stuff happening, but at the same time, I have no control over that. Yeah, actually, the only thing I tweeted, and I didn't even mention the words Israel or Palestine. Nothing. All I tweeted was because I was hearing about a situation where Palestinians were mad that they were being evicted because they didn't pay rent. So all I said, why would you be mad to get evicted if you didn't pay rent? What's the point of paying rent then? And then I had someone reply, I, I usually love your tweets, but now that I know you're an Israeli shill, I have to unfollow you. And it's funny <laughs> because I actually got a DM the other day saying, oh, you're an anti-Israeli shill. I'm like, pick one, guys. Yeah, which, yeah. which one am I? Like, that's how you're doing it right, is when you get, you get criticisms from both sides and accusing. I've literally never even tweeted the word Israel. Like, not right. even once. That's I all we're talking about. Not once. Yeah. So, I didn't either. I, I said the word overseas. <sighs> yeah. I just said overseas. <laughs> you're a shill for the overseas, I guess. I guess so. I don't know. Who cares? I, I, that stuff doesn't concern me. I, we have real issues here in this country that our resources need to go to. Exactly. I've actually heard, seen some liber libertarians, maybe they, these are the more woke libertarians that will criticize me when I say America first. And they're like, that's, that's appealing to identity politics and xenophobia. I'm like, no, it's just, I still don't want my resources being given to other people. But at least can we agree that it shouldn't not be going to countries around the globe, that if we're going to do anything, keep our resources here. We don't need to have our military in other countries. I'd rather have our military defend our borders. Why do we have yeah. to be in all these other countries? That's something I, I do want. I want to be able to control who's coming in that in, out of the country. That's something that libertarians disagree with me on. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know. It's very, it's, I hate the woke libertarians when they will call people like Tom Woods and Dave Smith Nazis. They're exactly just like leftists. Like they called Ron Paul. I've seen some of them call Ron Paul anti-Semitic Nazi. Ron Paul. I hate the freaking Nazi crap that just gets thrown around. Nazi and racist gets thrown around. Everything. It's like so you're just left. You're making no argument. It's boring, and it's it's when you say that to to everyone, then when you're actually calling a Nazi a Nazi, no one's going to believe you. It's kind of like the fact that there's so many sexual assault allegations coming out with all the time. I always feel so terrible for men because I'm like, you could have a girl come forward at any time. And even if it's, you know, you're, you have due process, you're innocent until proven guilty, which I reminded people and Republicans of during Cuomo is when he had a thousand sexual assault allegations coming out against him. I was like, this is covering up for the freaking nursing home deaths. Let's talk, those are what we should be focusing on. He's innocent to prove guilty. I don't care about these allegations until they're proven true, which again, how do you even prove that? But um, what was my point? So, oh yeah. So it's now whenever I hear like a sexual harassment claim, I'm like, yeah, right. Because I hear it all the time and they're always like shown to be false. So I just naturally and inclined to not believe the woman. So it ends up hurting actual victims of sexual assault and rape. And it's detrimental to the real victims because they're just calling, they're blending everything. You'll hear, hear girls say, a guy tried to kiss me, sexual assault. Okay. I mean, they'll call it rape. I've even seen girls call that rape. So, or they'll, in college, they'll get too drunk. They hook up with a guy. And she was seeming like she wanted it. She wakes up, she regrets it. Now it's rape. Or a girl cheats on her boyfriend. Now it's rape. It's just disgusting. And it's made me never, like, not saying I would never believe a girl. It makes me, when I don't know the people and I see it on TV, and it's especially in, in terms of trying to take down a powerful figure, I'm like, I mean, and I also do believe that girls can avoid these situations. Now, 
you can, I'm sure if I were to be walking down the street and someone were to grab me, that's not my fault. But I never put myself in situations in college where I would have myself alone in a room with a guy that I did not feel comfortable because I probably is telling the guy that I would want to do like not saying that gives him the okay to try to do something, but I don't want to lead him down the path of thinking that at all. You know what I mean? So think, think ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Women. We, 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 uh, we do the same thing. I actually defend me and my wife were talking about that whole situation with Mike Pence and, uh, no, I'm, I'm not a Trump guy or a Pence guy, but I've, I respect the fact that he wouldn't have dinner with, uh, anybody or, you know, he wouldn't be alone with another woman. Uh, I, and, and he got bashed for that. That's for, it makes sense. He's climate. I know my dad, my dad will say, um, We've, I just remember like being in public as a kid or something, and he'd always say, "Today's climate." Like I would, I would feel weird as a father, like hugging my like daughter's friends. Just like I don't even want to be like I'm just so scared of everything. I don't even want to have any thoughts or have any insinuations. I remember he said one time because my I used to dance when I was like five years old, and he was parked outside waiting to pick me up. And like the dance, one of the people that worked there was like, "Are you a creepy guy watching?" them dance and he was like no i'm i'm her freaking dad waiting to pick her up like i just got back from work whatever but it just it's so like hypersensitive to where just the insinuation that every guy is a creep if i was a guy i would want to stay away from women so much i'd be so scared yeah <laughs> it could ruin no, your life. i feel that because i help run a pest control company i have to go in these apartments and houses all day and most of the time it's women at home and i'm so nervous that something's going to happen. I'm going to get accused of something. I'm like, I just don't ever want to be in this position. Not right. at all, not once. And it is because of the climate of our atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, it's actually really tough. You know, something I can't say about feminists is they're always complaining and bitching about, oh, things aren't, aren't equal. And I've always said, I've been a girl my whole life. I felt like it's only given me privileges. Obviously, there's privileges that come with being a man. And then that that come with being a woman. I would much rather be a woman. My It's only given me privileges with everything. And especially this, I mean, this is not something I have to really worry about because like if, if a guy were to say, oh, this girl sexually assaulted me, or like if there's like a, an older female teacher with a younger guy, the guys are like, good job. You know, like no one's like thinking like, oh, he was preyed upon, you know, but if it's an older teacher with a young girl that's underage, it's a whole different story for, for valid reasons. But I don't know. It's just interesting. And I think... You know, maybe I'm a meninist. <laughs> what uh, was that? Is what? Why does your Twitter bio say anti-feminist? Is this part of that? Um. So I mean, so basically, the reason I call myself that, I always say the feminist. I call them. I don't say the radical feminists. I say that they're rabid feminists because they truly act like they're rabid animals. And the reason I talk about them so much is because on TikTok, which is where I started posting political TikTok videos, December 2020. That's like how I started. Once I got banned, I got on Instagram and then I started tweeting after CPAC and stuff. So that's kind of my growth from there. But all of my, like the majority of my hate comments are from feminists. And something I love to do is just, you can like respond to hate like comments through with a video. So I just like to respond to their hate comments. I'll, I'll pick like the worst ones, troll them, use their logic against them, just like showcase how dumb they are and how insane they are. So I just was like, okay, well you crazy rabid feminists turned me into the anti-feminist monster I am today because they kept attacking me, which I loved. It gave me great content ideas. That's why I constantly talk about it. And the stuff does well. People hate feminists. Yeah, yeah. Today's modern feminist is not what it's supposed to be. It, it really isn't feminism anymore. It's really just not about equality male. at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, they hate men. They're jealous that men have held they have typically held all these positions of power um in the United States and around the world. So they're so they're mad at them for it, but at the same time they're trying to take those positions of power. So I really see it as a power struggle. I see it as the same thing with like Black Lives Matter, thinking that um white people have held positions of power, they're mad at them for it, but that they're also trying to take over those positions of power. So it's just a power struggle I see. Yeah, it's the same old political theater we've been going through for decades, which is why we're in the issue that we're in now, is because it's also just a big show. Yeah, but what I think is gross. So why would anyone want to have power? I have zero interest in ruling over someone else's life. I want you to live your life however you want to live it, as long as it doesn't hurt me, affect me, cost me, affect someone else. As long as it's keep to doing you, you could do whatever you wanted to do. You could kill yourself. You could do whatever you, I don't care. That's how I feel. I have no interest in telling other people what to do. See, I don't at all. I feel yeah. uncomfortable. I don't like to tell people what to do. 
I mean, that's basically the libertarian value system there is don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. So in your principle. Yeah. In your bio, it says paleo libertarian. So I had some people ask and I have, you know, that definition is so fluid. Why don't you tell everybody what to you paleo libertarian means? So I put that in my bio specifically to differentiate myself from the woke Lulberg libertarians, the leftist libertarians, because so I view paleo libertarian as in ism as being like formed formed by Marie Rothbard. See, I don't even know if it's officially like the the daddy of paleo libertarianism, but I really love Rothbard. I started reading him not like only a year ago. I didn't even know who he was. Um, I knew Ludwig von Mises beforehand. I actually named one of my guinea pigs after him, little Ludwig. Nice. Beauty, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, basically, I, how I look at, I hate everything woke. So when woke li left libertarians will say mass incarceration is a problem because it, they're just trying to lock up black people and pe whatever men of color, whatever. Which that's maybe how it started, but the way I see it is, it's not an issue of race. It's an issue of we're locking human beings in cages for doing what smoke like nonviolent victimless crimes. That's my problem. That there's human beings in cages. Not that there's black human beings in cages, that there's humans, that's it. So I look at, I'm an extreme radical individualist. I, just because it's someone else is a woman, I tend to get along way better with guys. I, I don't really think like girls, I'm not, I swear. I don't even know a guy that's less emotional than me. I'm not emotional whatsoever. So I don't identify with girls. At, I'm, I like girly stuff, but just because someone is also a girl doesn't mean that we're similar That is, or, or that we're very alike. I get, I'm more like with a lot of my guy friends and my girlfriends. So I'm just, I completely reject identity politics, um, like ultra capitalism. I'm almost an anarchist. I'm almost an ANCAP. So hmm. I like dance on the edge. I don't know. I've, I've been watching a lot of lately. Um, Tom Woods, Dave Smith, Michael Malice, which, you know, I'm sure you're aware of them. Yeah. No, yeah. I've never heard a thing any of them have said, ever said that I disagree with. And I watch them all their old, like old stuff I try to catch up on and their new stuff. I watch all of it. Whoever's on their shows, I watch it. So I don't know. But the thing is, I do like, I do see a benefit in having a border wall just because I do want to control who's coming in and out of the country. You also have to realize that just because we would maybe like, let's say we had a perfect free market, no government solution here. That doesn't mean that other countries are going to do the same. So like, I kind of see it as I want to treat other countries how they treat us. So if they're going to screw us. I think that they shouldn't just be able to keep screwing us just because we live a certain way. doesn't mean that they're going to respect it, you know? So that's, I still need to work out that those issues, but um, yeah, I don't know. Where do you, like, would you, what do you have? Have you heard the term paleo? I'm sure you have, but yeah. you, you agree with yeah. it. I've yeah, heard well, many things. So here's my thing is that I hate labels. Yes. And I know. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, like I said before, there's some issues that I'm going to be right-leaning libertarian on. There's some issues I'm going to be left-leaning libertarian on. So, like, me and David fight. We had this conversation last week, quite literally. And I'm like, dude, like, I get the, the paleo-libertarian thing, like, on some stuff. Like, I can get on more with that. But if it's going to be viewed as, like, homophobic and racist and all that, well, I don't want to be attached to that. I don't. So, I just say, like, man, oh, you the labels. I'm not racist. I'm not homophobic. You can call me what you want. Yeah. I'm not that. So it's fine. I know what you mean with the labels thing too. This is like an internal struggle I've had because I don't like all the labels in my bio, but as someone that was starting an account, trying to grow it, I want people, if they go to my account, cause they don't know who I am. I want to quickly tell them like, these are the main things I'm going to talk about. So that, and I used to have libertarian and I changed it to paleo libertarian because I was getting accused of being a Lulberg. And I was like, okay, I'm not a Lulberg. Like look at my tweets. People just thought since I had libertarian in my bio that I was because a lot of conservatives associate all libertarians as being like, you know, simps for corporations and that's it. And they're woke and that's not me whatsoever. So I just I only put that just to different, differentiate myself from the woke libertarians. But I, I agree. All these labels being so specific, like who cares? Can't I just say like I'm queer, which means anything. That's what they do with the LGBTQ. Queers mean anything. <laughs> I don't know. I did find out that uh, it's uh, I. So I had Ashley Shade on a few weeks ago, and she helped me out a bunch because I stumbled all the way through what you're talking about right now. And so she gave me the GSM thing, and I'm like, "Oh my god, thank you!" I mean, she woman, she woman explained to you. Yeah, yeah. She gave me a, it. Uh, look, I love the more simple stuff because I, I'm 
I got like a jar of snakes up here. Just give, well, I like I have a new thing in my bio, Liberty Extremist, which I I think that's fair. That's how I, Liberty Extremist. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Like I, I, I agree with that. I think that's very simple. Um, but I'm not sure. Again, I wanted to kind of the paleo thing I wanted to add because I do have a, I don't think the government should be mandating these values, but I do personally value the nuclear family, traditional American values. I don't like, I don't care if you're doing stuff that's like gross and whatever and like very liberal and whatever, flamboyant. I don't care, but it's not my preference. So it's kind of like, I just, that's where I get along with a lot of conservatives because they tend to like the nuclear family and the traditional marriage and the family structure, which I find very important. However, I'll disagree with them because they think that there should be tax incentives for these families, which I don't think it's the government's role to tell us what's the best family structure because maybe they'll change their mind one day and say, you know what? Well, maybe we should do multiple marriages, you know, with five parents. That's the only way to have like they could as soon as you grant the government this power, they're just because it's, I, I tweeted one time, and I think it's so true, that most people, most Americans would be fine with having a dictator as long as it's their own preferred dictator. That's so right. as, as long as they agree with them, they're fine with them being authoritarian and forcing everyone else to live that way. I'm not that way. I don't want everyone else to be forced to live the way I want to live. I just want to be left alone. But I don't want to force my principles and my um, just preferences on other people. I don't want, I genuinely, even if I don't like someone, I want them to succeed. I want them to do what makes them happy. I genuinely want that for them. I can put, I'm again, I'm not like an emotional person. Like I'm not vindictive. I don't really care. Um, I just want people to do what makes them happy. And I just want to be left alone. No. Yeah. And that's a great point because uh, I was seeing, you know, I told you I'm in clubhouse all day. It's kind of ridiculous, but uh, there was a- always in a room. That I'm like, how are you still in there? <laughs> yeah yeah well my work i drive all over the state so i mean oh, instead okay. of listening to radio or the that same makes so much sense yes yeah, yeah. just in clubhouse you can, be, you can be productive as you're driving you can do yeah. something productive for your career you're networking i would totally yeah. do that yeah yeah exactly and it makes it really advantageous because i don't have a boss that stands there right he, lives, he actually lives four hours away from me so perfect uh, the yeah. better. <laughs> yeah it is very good i love it but uh there was a lady from alaska that i'd never seen in there before today and she's uh i think her little handle said miss libertarian i loved it but she said something i've been talking about for so long and it's like you can disagree with people morally but that doesn't mean there should be a law against it right, right. I, think, I think we lose sight of that all the time yes i mean it's so annoying the right and the left both do this a big disagreement i have with my friends on the right is they think I, it's, it's so crazy to me they think the government should ban porn and then I say, no, they shouldn't. And then they're like, oh, so you're pro-porn. I'm like, no, I actually am so not. Like, i not at all. I think it's gross not ventured out into that stuff. Um, and then they'll be like, oh, well, you know, Pornhub helps AIDS human sex trafficking. I'm like, yeah, that's illegal. Like, that should it's be stopped. It's already illegal. Right, it's already illegal. If Chipotle was helping human sex trafficking, it should be stopped. That doesn't mean all freaking Mexican restaurants need to be closed down. Right. But I mean, the, the targeted illegal acts, when it's, I think that anything that is between consenting legal age of parties that they want, they both agree to it, consensual capitalism, then that's fine. But obviously there's a, there, there, it's different than holding people, especially underage children against their will and selling them as sex slaves. That's, that's very different than someone agreeing to do porn. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's not no, even in the same universe. The <laughs> no, it's not even the same. That's a big deal for me. Actually. And Lord, I hate I, we, my wife and I have been big advocates against child sex trafficking or human trafficking in general for a long time. And then all of a sudden MSM tried to lump human trafficking in with like, if you say anything about human trafficking, you're just a, a QAnon. And I'm like, We've been doing this well before Q9 was ever created. This is ridiculous. And that's why I don't care if people were to call me a hom homophobic or racist for whatever, calling myself a paleo-libertarian, because I know that's not what paleo-libertarian means. I know that's not what yeah. I am. And they're going to keep attacking you. So don't like, don't hold back on your extreme beliefs if, because they're going to attack you no matter what, you know? Yeah. So they're, I just, I just, I'm just like, okay, you want to call me racist? Go ahead. Call me racist. I'm not. This is how I feel. You can either point out something or criticize me, whether it's like my appearance or what I talk about, and it's either true, and I would be like, yeah, that's true, maybe I should work on that, or it's not true, and where I would, why would that bother me? It's literally not true, you know? Yeah. Don't let them write your story for you. 
Yeah. No, I, that's a hard agree right there. I love that part. I do have to ask you, how many guinea, guinea pigs you got? So I have an animal rescue farm. So I have 22 guinea pigs, 17 in my bedroom. Um, but they're actually in my home. So I live in Connecticut. I go back and forth between New York City and Connecticut. So they're not in my New York City apartment. But my my bedroom at home has 17 guinea pigs in there. But we're having a small animal center built. For I have over 200 animals. I got a whole farm. So, and guess what? Vegan farm. So we have a lot of liberals that come volunteer. You actually had a, a volunteer come on with a fanny pack that said, shout your abortion. She's nice. So just a weird thing. Like your champion, like it's just a weird thing to champion. Like that's your issue. Like, could you at least say, you know what? I think that when women get into tough situations, which I still don't think it's a justification to murder a child, but at least it's better than saying we should celebrate abortions, right? Like it's right. insanity that we're in today, but abortion is another kind of a tough issue for libertarians because for me, if I'm not going to say I'm an anarchist, I think the most, the fundamental, the first role of government is to protect life. Life precedes liberty. You don't have the liberty to go murder someone, take away their life because it's you exercising your liberty. Life precedes liberty. So, so the life of the child, the unborn baby, and I don't even like to say, oh, I think life starts at conception. I know it does. It's a scientific fact. Um, it has a unique genetic code. It's a scientific fact. That's just how it is. So that's the only way to be logically consistent. So I know life starts at conception and um, it just doesn't make sense. To let, the mother should not have the liberty to kill another life. I'm sorry. So that's the thing where libertarian, and I've talked about this on other libertarian podcasts is what would you do? Like, cause there's some people that will say, you know, I wouldn't punish the mom. I would punish the doctor. And in my head, I'm like, well, if we're agreeing that it's murder, the mother is the one that hired the hitman. So if we're saying it's murder and murder should be illegal and you should be punished for murder. So if we're agreeing that if we're agreeing that you're killing a life for abortion and that's murder and the punishment for murder should be this, the mother should be the first one punished um, to be logically consistent. So it's a tricky situation. But at the end of the day, I, mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough situation. It would never happen. I'm just saying if you should go to if we're going to have people, if the one type of type of person that we should have in prison is people that murder other people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, our prisons are filled with drug addicts and not pedophiles or murderers. But I, I, I'm so huge. Stupid. Yeah, it, it's crazy to me. Like we have situ- pedophiles and like murderers for COVID to stop the spread of COVID as they're trying to get like Roger Stone in prison and it's mm-hmm. like Paul Manafort like still in prison and all these things and it's just so ridiculous. I mean, the people that they would let out like there was even instances of convicts that were let out for COVID that mur- murdered someone. Like they just did it again. <laughs> like. Yeah. You just couldn't not murder someone for like a little bit of time. Yeah. No, I mean, and some of that has to do with mental health, but I, and everybody knows that follows me for any time. I, I am, a, I am pro-life. I am not for abortion, but I, I fully understand very well through some discussions with people that are much more informed than I am and people like you and, and a lot of other people that the last thing I want is the government to get involved because they exasperate the situation. So I don't want more laws. I want less dead babies. And if the government's involved, we've just got more dead people and incarcerated people. So there's ways that we can reduce the abortion rate in our culturally kind of, you know, talk. And that's where the free market really does go in is, you know, it's become a trendy thing for in the feminist movement of modern day feminism to say, shout your abortion. You know, I'm so happy that I was able to exercise my right. There was some like, female famous person i don't even i don't follow hollywood i don't know i don't watch movies all stupid i don't listen to music so i don't know any of these famous people but she was just saying um that she was so happy that she was able to exercise her right to to an abortion her constitutional right which by the way it's not a constitutional right you can't find the word abortion in the constitution i don't care if the supreme court said that it's a constitutional right they were wrong if you were actually interpreting the Constitution as it was originally written with the words of the, in, the intention that, that were written at the time, when you go back into English common law, they did not say that. So it's kind of like the progressive justice doctrine of the living, breathing Constitution. In other words, we will just interpret it to mean whatever we want it to mean right now. Yeah, they do that. <laughs> I mean, that's what they do. They do it with all of them. And it, it's just whoever is going to pay the most to get whatever you want a, across. And yep. so that's the issue that we have Why having people in unchecked power positions that have no accountability makes no sense. 
No, uh, well, I mean, technically it makes perfect sense because we know what the the what's driving behind it. But for us as the ever average day citizen, it makes absolutely no sense how they're how they're running this into the ground. It's brutal. And what's terrible about it too is that it's always the people that are good in politics, like the Ron Pauls or people that support term limits that just end up, you know, because they don't want to be a career politician. It's always the people that actually don't want to be power hungry and they're not seeking power to be a lifetime politician. They end up don't keeping their positions of power and they leave. And so it's always the power hungry people that are always there and staying there forever. And we always have the, because even what I love is I think it would be such a great requirement, which it would never happen. But, you know, George Washington, like, didn't want to be president. He had to be like talked into it. Like, imagine like what a good requirement for like the American founding principles is having your president be someone that doesn't want to rule over you, that does not want to be president, which is what George Washington was. And I love that idea for a model of a president, which would never happen today. Even if you're a great person today to have the guts to have to stand up in today's political climate, God, put your family through that too. It's not even just you. You have to think about everyone that it affects. Yeah. Yeah. You better that's why never do anything bad. Yeah. That's why I'm not running for office. <laughs> I don't have an interest in running for office either. None at all. I will sit right here. Yeah, I'll sit right here and put all these other run people on. Let yeah. them run for office. Promote them. I would do a fundraise for them. I'll do everything yeah. I can to push them in. But hard pass. Not, See, I, I, I agree with you. I have no inclination of wanting to run. I just want to be able to say what I want to say. And yeah, I don't want to tailor my message to... And there's nothing wrong with that. I get that's how you win. But... Right. I would want to win because the people there love me for me and want what I like, not because oh, if this focus group found out that this policy and this, this wording really works with them. No, either my wording works for them or it doesn't. That's how I feel. And I don't really want to, again, I'm not see, I don't, I have no interest in having power. So it's always the people that would actually do good with it as much as you could, meaning rolling it back that never want these positions. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. We are, well, I'll say this. We are seeing a lot of libertarians and independents and anarchists across the country winning on a local level. Yes. And that's very important, and they have a heart for it. But my my position on the federal stuff is that if you want to play the game, you got to be in the league. And so yeah, I'm not that's trying to be a part of that league. Now, like Dave Smith, um, yeah, it's an interesting debate the libertarian strategy, but there are a lot of like full anarchists that will say you're being morally inconsistent for running for office or getting involved with the political process. And okay, but this is the reality we live in today. So either we try to make, we try to get a little bit more liberty for people or we don't, you know? Yep. What's the, uh, what's the difference between a libertarian and an anarchist? Libertarian. Well, there's, it's like a minarchist, right? Ayn Rand, where she's, Ayn Rand still wants a constitutional government to protect your rights. She says that you can't actually have capitalism unless you have a government to protect it. Because if there's someone that's really poor, right? And someone which steals their property, the government's supposed to say, well, you can't just steal that's wrong. And it would hold them accountable where it's not perfect, but it's, you know, if you have a full anarchist society, it's, might be more difficult for someone that has no money to actually protect their own selves. So there's some sort of a, it's like a night's watchman type government. Yeah. Well, the, was, basic, the basic, the only functions are just to um, preserve life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So you, it's the only function is to make sure that no one else infringes on you and your life. It's not involved in the economy. Well, it depends. There's different levels of libertarianism. There's some yeah. libertarians that still support taxes. I think all taxation theft, and I know it is. Again, it is, but um, so it's different. There's different, you know, everyone thinks that they're the only true libertarian, but, you know, what do you think? Did I answer that correctly or do you have any points to add? No, I will actually, because that is a joke, actually. What's the difference between a libertarian and an anarchist? Well, it depends. Right, because, yeah, I know, because Dave Smith's an anarchist, but he also calls himself a libertarian. So people have different definitions of libertarian. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah well, I, I was listening in Spotify today. You had uh, uh, the guy from Reason Magazine. I know his name. And I'm going to drop it. And Spike was in there. And um, it was really good. And that guy was like, you know, we're libertarians. We're not anarchists. We still believe in some government. And Yeah, reason, the Reason people do, for sure. They definitely have more of a they're, – they're not like woke-woke. But they are kind of a little bit, a little bit more woke than definitely the paleo-libertarians. And the Mises, the Mises Institute people, Austrian economics, that's what I identify with. That's what I'm drawn to. It makes so much sense to me. Um, I, I get really annoyed. At, conservatives will even say this too, but woke libertarians and you know, liberals will say, 
oh, these, the capitalists and stuff, or the, the libertarians that only care about private property, they just are so selfish and that's all they care about is their money. I'm like, no, private property is so much more than money. It's like, it can go into everything. It's the, you, you attain your private property through your labor and hard work. So, and then you just don't want that stolen from you. So it's, it's, it's simple. It's not just me keeping my wealth. I remember in high school, I used to get very annoyed because my friends at lunch would always say, want parts of my lunch. And I was like, I brought this for me. Like, I don't want your lunch, but they would say I'm selfish for not wanting to give them my food and stop being crazy. What's just share it. Like you bring your own food. You know what you want. Bring it. I know what I want. I would never try to take it from you, but it's the same exact principle. And those types of things growing up would always annoy me, still annoy me to this day. Um, I always grew up with my dad always just talking about the government complaining all the time. And now that I read more philosophy on it, I'm like, wow, these little situations that really weren't like political had some philosophy behind it. Just don't take my lunch. It's annoying. Really do tie into that. And it's all tied into private property. This is my, I mean, I didn't earn it because I was a child, but it's my stuff that someone's telling me I'm selfish for not wanting just to give it to them. Like somehow it's not selfish for you to think that you are entitled to it. Oh, that's absolutely selfish to think that you're entitled to somebody else's uh, fruits of their labor. There's no question. That's entitlement is a cancer. Yes. It's a, it's a character cancer. Envy. Envy. People are so envious of people that are rich. These billionaires. Oh my God. They're just so, they're just so envious. And they just assume that everything's great and that they, you know, anyone that's succeeding in business is that is exploiting someone else. As if when these corporations grow, you're hiring more people. You're actually, and when you lower the, the corporate tax, they can actually pay their employees more, which is more money in the pockets of the people. That's why when you have lower taxes, the federal government ends up taking in more money because there's more people paying into taxes, yeah. math, which women can't do. I've been told that someone man's so I can regurgitate it on on command. But it's funny. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so I've been accused several—not accused—that's the wrong word. But I've been labeled, uh, a, you know, with stoicism, I guess, a, a stoic person. About when you're talking about these people that are so envious of these billionaires, I'm just like, I just don't care. That I have my yes, life to deal with. Same. That's how I feel. Honestly, I'm happy to see success for other people. And I'm not envious. I'm like, if anything, it motivates me. Like if I were to see, you know, you always know if you, you can't trust a friend, if they seem uncomfortable with your success, that's a real huge red flag. If anything, it motivates me to want to do better. And I just, I just look at it as a motivating factor. Why is everything people are just so jealous and they don't want to actually do the hard work that it takes in order to get to certain places and they just want to complain and then act like they're entitled and steal from people and justify theft Yeah, through yeah. a government monopoly. So uh, I got to ask you that this actually just popped into my mind just now. You are a vegan. You got a vegan farm. You got a ton of animals and you live in New York city. Have and, you, and go back and forth. And Connecticut, yeah. Have you talked to, have you talked to Stacy Pressman? Mm, wait, She's a libertarian running for New York City mayor. She's a huge animal rights activist. Well, let me see. I'm, so there's some people, maybe if I like were to see them on Twitter. What's so Stacy? Pressman. P-R-U-S-S man. Oh, okay. So I actually don't follow her. It's weird. That is crazy. She's I've actually huge... talked to a few animal rights, like female libertarians, which is so weird. But no, not her. I just followed her. She's and she's in yeah, she's stand-up comic as well. Oh, as well. Well, uh, as well as Dave Smith. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> We're talking about me? Hell no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that, I feel like I've seen her profile before, but I don't know why I was not following her yet. We'll see. That's that's yeah, interesting, though. Yeah, y'all two should hook up and connect for sure. I'm not a lesbian. That's not what I meant. But that <laughs> is a great answer. <laughs> Kevin told me you were funny. That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, she's a huge animal rights activist. Big time. Yeah. She's running so cool. the mayoral race. Yeah, for sure. Maybe I'll have herself to come visit my farm in Connecticut. Yeah. yeah a yeah. lot of a lot of animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, on your way out, do me a favor and uh, punch D. Ozio right in the throat. Because, wow. Oh, I, I realized I was like, who? I'll, I'll yeah. try. I'll try. I actually went on a rant about him on my solo show Sunday. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, it was a welcome to my TED Talk scenario. I do a next, I do a segment when I go by myself. It's called Kick Rocks. 
And so, uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. Go and kick her out. That's that's good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Clever. Your uh, your mayor got the kick rock segment this week because he pissed me off real bad. Him um, eating the hamburger with the vaccinations. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh my no. god, go back and watch the clip. It's brutal. Oh my god, it's yeah. so gross. How much it's scary. How much these people in politics are trying to push the vaccine. It's just so weird. They're working to trying to get companies to push it. It's, it's very creepy. Yeah. No, well, I mean, that's what he was doing. He was trying to, they're giving free burgers and fries for vaccinations. And that's, that's not talking. My friend um, had to go. So he doesn't have health insurance and he had to get, he was sanding wood to a floor, got a huge splinter in his hand, like huge. And to get it removed, it would have cost him $300 cause he didn't have insurance, but they said, if you get a COVID test, it will be free. So he did. And he was like trying not to get tested because he didn't want to be put on like Cuomo's tracking list. Yeah. He was like trying, like this was like somewhat recently. So he's spent this entire time without getting tested, avoided going to certain events because he didn't want to have to get the test because he would be on a tracking list. But they were like, well, this would cost $300. But if you get the test so we can track you in the system, then we can give it to you for free, which is creepy. That's incredibly terrible. If you have to bribe people to do stuff, it's not a good idea. Right. Good ideas don't require force. No. Or bribery. I don't need some fat mouth sitting on TV trying to tell me, "Mm, when I eat these burgers and fries, I think vaccinations are good. Oh, my God. You got to watch the clip. It's incredible. He's literally eating the stuff, talking to us like we're children. And I don't even live in New York City. God, that is so embarrassing. Yeah. You probably shouldn't watch the clip, actually. I know. Ju- one of those things that it could be a good thing to kind of just troll. It'll be your next TikTok video for sure. Yeah, TikTok. You can send TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm gonna have to do to get more on Twitter. I have to see the pictures of your uh horses and guinea pigs. Oh, you got a bunch of horses. Oh yeah, I have a bunch of horses. Yeah, and mini Man. horses. I have wow. like old racing horses that were rescued. How'd you get into that? My mom and I just started it, I think, in 2017 with just chickens because we both just like liked animals. And then from there, it just grew naturally. So we um, we ended up having to get, like, another property because we had, we had a big backyard, but not enough, obviously, for 200-plus animals. So we got a property that was 10 minutes away from our house with over 35 acres of land. And now that's just it's a whole it's a whole other world there. That's incredible. You got any reptiles yeah. besides Newsom? Yeah, we, <laughs> we actually have. So um, we have an iguana. Nice. And we have no wait. She no. She's a chameleon. Olivia. Um, Olivia. So is my sister's name. And then we also. I don't. Or I don't. I don't. This is gonna sound stupid. I don't think tortoises and turtles are considered. They're not. Are they reptiles? No. Technically, they're just amphibians. Amphibians. Okay. That's what I was thinking about. Is that a frog? So I also have tortoises and um, turtles. I also have like chinchillas, um, old lab rats, sugar gliders, emus, peacocks, ducks, geese. You know, peacock. I mean, like just mini horse I and mean, we have pigs we, have, we don't have cows it's like the one thing i feel like we don't have we don't have alpacas which i really want oh, we really great. want capybaras but you need like a, some special license for them they're like the largest rodent so that's like a giant guinea pig with webbed feet like a duck you ever been to the south deep south in the swamps where i'm from no no you ever heard of a neutral rat no google a neutral rat it's probably the same. It's probably the cousin of what you're talking about. It is a massive rodent. It's like three times the size of a beaver. Oh my god, so cute! Yeah, we actually eat them, but you know, only if they're overpopulated. I say we. I mean, my culture. I do not eat Nutri-Rat. Hard pass. Okay. Okay. Talking this collectivist language got me as a libertarian all confused. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I like regular food i guess not really i'm cajun but i'm not going to eat rats i can't do that nope well good point maybe they'll eat you one day hey they can have it if, if i don't <laughs> donate to science the rats can have the body i don't need this show i used to always say when i die like i hope i get eaten by an animal so at least my body goes somewhere i one thing i it's totally off topic but I just always think like it's such a weird, I would never want to get buried because they're just, are we just going to keep getting more graveyards? They just keep going. Like we're not taking them away ever. We're never just going to keep adding. Yeah, I guess so. That's a good point. Cremate me. My my parents are like, you want to be cremated? That's so creepy. I'm like, I'm dead. Yeah. Who cares? Like who cares? Why are we going to take up a whole space? That's so much more expensive. 
to fill I, up the ground that I won't even know I'm there. Yeah. No, yeah, for a rotting corpse that's just going to turn to ash. Yeah. Anyway, dust. Yeah. Now there is always, now we talked about this in clubhouse. And so, and well, uh, I'm not going to get off into this kind of a running joke, but uh, we did uh, toss around the idea of wholesome voluntary cannibalism. And so. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're voluntarily choosing to do it, I'm going to do it. And it's eco-friendly, right? No more dead bodies in the ground. Like you dictate how you want your body served up and you tell us what you want us to eat first. And then there you go. I mean, I, I would do that. Like, like I said, I wish that I could have a family member give my dead body to an animal to eat, but they probably would not be able to bear the sight of that. But it makes sense to me. Like, I would ra rather it be used than I would rather my body be used as a resource than have to use resources to just do what with my body. Yeah, hard agree on that one. Yeah, I've yeah. always mm -hmm. just figured I'd donate mine. First of all, I'm, I'm already an organ donor. Take what you need please. Uh, my mom. So she works, she's a registered nurse and she's like, do not do organ donor. Cause if you ever are like kind of like on the edge of dying and they might be like, hmm, we could really use those organs. Yeah. Well, it might be a good way to go out. Who knows? Honestly, Yeah. But I'm just saying my mom, she's like, do not be an organ donor. That's crazy. I would have never thought I've never heard it's that. Not under my roof. <laughs> no, that's uh, anti-science, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we talked about beforehand. So, <laughs> anyway, I know you probably got to get to work, and uh, we are out of time here. So, but this is yeah, very awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna run over there just for a little bit. Uh, if you got some some time, then please join us. If not, I totally understand. I know you just started a new job, and so yes, no pressure at all. My mom's chiming in with something. We'll get to those comments later. That's a great mm -hmm. comment right there. It says off topic, but it's a great win. The following info was gotten via the Epoch Times. The Supreme Court unanimously rejected Biden admin arguments in a case from Rhode Island that police should allow, should be, oh yeah, I already knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good uh, Supreme Court ruling. Anyway, sorry, got distracted there. Uh, you <laughs> probably have a lot to say on that. We're only like at an hour and I know you got to get to work or uh, get to bed. I know I got to get to bed here soon. So thank you very much. This is so much fun. You were awesome. Having me on. It was such a great time talking to you. Very natural, fun conversation. Well, so it was great meeting you. Get on Twitter. Right? <laughs> yeah, I will be there. I will take, I'm absolutely taking your advice. I'm going to just start tweeting random nonsense. Yep. Literally. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I will talk to you very soon. All right. Have a great yeah. night. Bye. Bye. All right, y'all. Awesome. Awesome conversation. You may not agree with everything she said. That's all right. The goal is still the same. A um, lot of fun with that uh, conversation right there. Really, really, really a lot of fun. I'm trying to get to, there we go. So anyway, we got to keep it going. We got to have people, more people on like Isabella, more people on like Spike, uh, Donald Rainwater, Sasha Cohen, uh, Larry Sharp. I mean, the list is on and on. I'm not going to keep uh, running my mouth here. We're at an hour, and I know that's probably the max, absolutely. And so I'm going to get off of here. We're going to get into Clubhouse. Um, like I said, you guys are amazing. We finished that fundraiser event. Um, for me, that was for me to get to Tunica, and we're, we're past that. So thank you so much. That is absolutely incredible. Uh, from here... For the next couple of episodes, everything you donate will go to uh, the food drive that we're going to set up for that Tunica event. Uh, it's not just going to be food. Sorry, toiletries, whatever that ministry needs. It's for uh, drug and alcohol uh, addicts and people trying to recover. Most of them homeless, you know, just that whole, that whole uh, lifestyle that we want to help. So every penny counts. Every penny matters because I personally know that ministry. I worked for them. And I know they're one of the larger ministries in this state for that. They are completely nonprofit. The students do not pay a dollar to get in. Um, and we are going to put together that. I'm going to go ahead and start the fundraising over the next couple of shows. Starting tonight, everything you donate to the show is going to go to canned goods, rice, beans, uh, toilet paper, toothbrush, all that fun stuff that those guys and gals need. Uh, there's a men's and a women's ministries. I wanted to take all of our donations and split them down the middle. One half go to the men, one half go to the ladies and try to help those organizations that are doing phenomenal things out. I love y'all very much. I will see you Friday.
with Natalie Bruno running for governor of Oklahoma. I'm loving Oklahoma. They love me very much. So with that being said, I'll see you Friday night. Same Cajun Tom, same Cajun channel. I'm headed to Clubhouse and I am out.